You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Coming up, Nicole tells your fortune looking ahead. So get out your crystal and stay tuned with Mistress Nicole. All dressed in leather, you won't forget her. You want to love her and you won't let go Who's that woman, crazy woman, Nicole? Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome to a Tuesday. <laughs> it's always something, you know, to quote a great woman from history. I think her name was Emily Latella. If it's not one thing, it's another. Or, or maybe that was somebody else. I don't, What I'm having one of those days. So... I, I, I fixed the date. I know I had the wrong date on the show. I confused people. And then just, I got, I, I just got to tell you this because it just happened. So my daughter calls Allison um, and she works on Tuesday. She's off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, usually. And she called, she said, I'm on my way home from work. Cause I'm not feeling well. Um, she said, I've got a headache. It's like, I'm almost in tears. It hurts so bad. She said, do you have any COVID tests? And of course I do. So she came over and I gave her one. Oh, it was Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. Thank you, BB. I knew it was one of Gilda Radner's characters. It's always one thing. If it's not one, if it's always something, if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, anyway, so she came over, didn't come in or anything. I brought it outside and she came and got it, the COVID test. And um, I just texted her. I said, so how are you feeling? What happened with the test? COVID negative? And she wrote back three positive, one negative. Shit. So uh, we had been COVID free in our family until now, apparently. So I'm hoping she's okay. Uh, and yeah, Okay, so I need to deal with that as soon as the show is over. But now we got a show to do. So um, it is Tuesday. There's so much going on, and I'm trying to figure out where to begin. <sighs> I think I have to begin 
You know what? This will be quick. So let me begin with Elizabeth Warren. Oh, maybe I can't because I might not have uh, pulled the clip up here yet. No, I didn't. All right. So here's what we'll do. I, I, I'm going to begin with, oh, <laughs> I told you it's one of those days. If it's not one thing, it's another. I do have the Elizabeth Warren clip here. So here's the deal. There was a, um, a hearing. I think it was the Senate Finance Committee. Hold on. I will tell you for sure because I have it right here. Uh, I thought I had it right here. Jerome Powell uh, today appeared before the Senate Banking Committee. Close. And to deliver this semi-annual monetary report to Congress. But there was some questioning that went on uh, before or after his his delivering of this um, uh, the status report. Sorry, I'm a bit discombobulated with that news. It just kind of freaked me out. Um, <clears throat> so, Jerome Powell, chair of the Fed, on the hot seat. And, uh, well, let me just play for you the clip. You ready? Because this, 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 this says everything. Take it away, Liz. Uh, we do this. Here we go. Right now, the unemployment rate is 3.4%, which is the lowest in 54 years. And we actually don't think that we need to see a sharp or enormous increase in unemployment to get inflation under control. I, I'm looking at your projections. Do you call two mi- laying off 2 million people this year not a sharp increase in unemployment? Four and a half percent. Explain that to the 2 million families who are going to be out of work. We need a Fed that will fight for families. And if you're not going to lead that charge, we need someone at the Fed who will. Hello. So I, I, I set it up. I didn't set it up. Let me, let me, I'm working backwards. I'm sorry. I apologize. I just found out my kid has COVID. So I'm a little freaked out. Um, I hope you understand. So here's the deal. Uh, you know, the economy is doing well. Um, yet, for, for whatever, whatever reason, Jerome Powell, again, a cautioned at this meeting of the Senate Banking Committee this morning, that the central bank, quote, could increase the size of its interest rate hikes and raise borrowing costs to higher levels than previously projected if evidence continues to point to a robust economy and persistently high inflation. <clears throat> I get the high inflation thing. You want, you want to bring down inflation. I, I, I understand. <coughs> but... Their, their, their motive for doing so is that the job market is too strong. The economy is doing too well. The latest economic data have, have come in stronger than expected, which should suggest that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be higher than previously anticipated. What? Powell continued, if the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, we would be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. What? And then the story goes on. Most economists and Wall Street investors had expected the Fed to carry out another quarter point interest at upcoming meetings. But traders and some analysts now see it as more likely that the Fed will implement a half point hike later this month. Enough already with the damn rate hikes. You know, American people are hurting. And once again, listen to what Elizabeth Warren had to say. You know, I, I, I always thought, because I'm screaming enough with the fucking rate hikes, 
then I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not an economist. I'm just a person who gets hurt every time the interest rates go up. And there's Elizabeth Warren, though, saying exactly what I'm upset about. Take it away again, Liz. Uh, First, you'll hear Jerome Powell. Right now, the unemployment rate is 3.4%, which is the lowest in 54 years. And we actually don't think that we need to see a sharp or enormous increase in unemployment to get inflation under control. I'm looking at your projections. Do you call laying off 2 million people this year not a sharp increase in unemployment? Explain that to the 2 million families who are going to be out of work. We need a Fed that will fight for families. And if you're not going to lead that charge, we need someone at the Fed who will. You go, girl. Elizabeth Warren, a woman who rocks, let me tell you. Um, Good for her. Not not that that's going to do anything because they're going to raise the interest rates again, not by a quarter point, but by a half. Because the economy is doing too well, so they want to slow it down. They want people to be laid off. I don't know if you heard. Sirius XM today or yesterday announced they're laying off 8% of their workforce. 8% of their workforce. So... um. It's like hundreds of people. Um, uh, Colinello in the chat room asks, how do, how do rate hikes hurt you? Um, because the interest rates on your credit cards goes up. Everything gets more expensive. Housing gets more expensive. Um, Want to get a new car? More expensive. Not that I'm looking for a new car, but, you know, we're going to be moving soon. I was hoping prices will start coming down. Prices are still going up. Wherever we move to, whether we're here in Florida or we're in Arizona, this means everything's going to get more expensive. Because the economy is doing too well, it's like you can't win for losing. If the economy's doing badly, well, then we're fucked. But if the economy's doing well, then we're fucked. I don't understand. I say take the good economy. Take the lowest unemployment rates in history, just about. But no. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so that's going on. So I had to share that with you. The other big story, and it's not really a big story, but I feel like we need to cover it because you need to know about it. And I know that you you live debt-free. How nice. (laughs) How nice. Uh, I don't, sadly. I wish I did, but, you know, credit cards. Anyway, um, so I don't watch Fox. I know you don't watch Fox. We know what Fox is. We've known what Fox is. It is, well... Your original source for fake news... Fox News. We make shit up. They do. And now we have the proof. In this Dominion filing, we're seeing the text messages. We're seeing the private chats. We're seeing that they knew they were lying. They knew that Donald Trump lost the election. And they lied about it anyway because they were worried they were going to hemorrhage viewers. Because they were hemorrhaging viewers. And their biggest concern was not... We call ourselves news. We need to speak the truth. No, their biggest concern was 
our stock price is going down and we're losing viewers to Newsmax who's telling the people the lies they want to hear. So, so under that, oh, and now my, my streaming is screwing up again. Sorry, you guys, the same problem that I had with the, with the video streaming yesterday is happening again today. Um, I shouldn't have gotten out of bed this morning is what it is. So bear with me. Uh, the audio is streaming on the Progressive Voices channel. Uh, you can get the audio stream alone at NicoleSandlerStream.com. Sorry, I'm, I have a, a email in to the company that does uh, that that makes my streaming equipment to get this fixed because uh, it's not on your end; it's on my end. It's not your. It's not. It's not you. It's me. All right, so now I was going to show you this uh, this video. Um, damn it. I, you know, I'm going to show it to you anyway and hope that it works. Um, I, I don't even know why I bother. I should, I should do like Randy did and play a best of today. She was off again today, right? I, I don't understand. The woman is never here. Um, all right. I, all right, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and you can hear it or not. I don't know. And, and we're still talking to the 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 radio listeners, the progressive voices listeners. Hi, progressive voices. I'm sorry. I'm always complaining about the video not working right, but it is what it is. Um, let's see. All right. You know what? I'm going to take a little time out and see if I can't fix this. Um, I'm going to play you a song because I can while I try to get my composure back together because I'm just off kilter right now. Um, the Marsh family, you know how much I love the Marsh family. There's this family over in the UK. They're in Kent is where they live. And we first met the, the Marsh family, of course, during the lockdown, during the height of the pandemic, when this family started doing these fun parody songs, mostly dealing with the pandemic and being locked in. And now that, well, COVID is allegedly over, um, and things are sort of getting back to normal. The Marsh family has branched out a little bit into my world, into the political world. And I love it because uh, Ben and Danielle, the parents, are raising their kids to be socially conscious, to be woke. Can you believe it? They're woke. And I say that in the, in the most complimentary way. I don't view woke as an insult like uh, Ron DeSantis does. Anyway, so as much as we talk about politics over here, you know, there are other countries that have their own political problems. And did you know that in the UK, they have an issue, same kind of shit, the same kind of maggots are over there. I don't think they don't call themselves maggots, but they are. Um, and it's the same line of propaganda people are screaming that the lockdown was worse than the disease and so um somebody i don't i don't really know the whole thing let me let me read to you their description of what this song is about they write here's a little ditty that we wrote this weekend that we're calling petty two-bit hack that's aimed at the controversial publication this week in the UK of a series of one hundred thousand WhatsApp threads. There, there is a reason for this. The material came into the possession of an anti-lockdown. Uh, I, I wasn't going to take a call, but okay. Hi, who's this? 
Hey, Nicole, this is Linwood. It's a great pleasure to hear hey, from Linwood, you. Hey, Linwood, you know what? I, I'm sorry. This is really not a great time. I, I should have had this potted down. Do you have a real quick comment? Uh, yes. Um, no matter what you try to educate these uh, voters in these rural areas, they're not going to buy you either way. They're they're already bought and sold. What are you, what are you talking about? I, I, I'm, I'm going to kick myself for asking. But what what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is, like, you can't educate these people about the truth. You can't tell them about Biden's accomplishments or what, what he's done what, good. What prompted just, this comment? Not, nothing I said. No, 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 no. What prompted the comment is I was just talking to a, a Republican Okay, supporter. well, you know what? Next time, listen to the show. And if you have a comment to make about what's going on on the program, call in. If not... Don't interrupt what I'm doing because you come out of left field with that. You do it all the time, Linwood. It's nice that you call, but don't interrupt my, you know, the direction I'm going in for some other conversation that I wasn't part of. Okay. Sorry. I'm kind of, you know, kind of pissy today, but I'm in the middle of something and you call with something that is not even what we're talking about today. Amazing. This is why I need a screener, but you know, I work alone. Today's the day I should just go home, right? Let me go back to the Marsh family. All right. So, so um, uh, anyway, there, this song is about some asswipe in the British Parliament, uh, an anti-lockdown British oh, journalist, released, leaked, a um, hundred thousand WhatsApp messages broke a non-disclosure agreement she signed with the former health secretary Matt Hancock to make some of the material public via broadcast newspaper, the Daily or broadsheet newspaper. Sorry, the Daily Telegraph. She argues that it was worth betraying his trust and exposing those he communicated with in high circles of government during the pandemic because the information is in the. Um, because the information is in the public, what the hell happened in the public uh, domain? All right, I don't know what's going on. All right, I'm going to play this song. My my video is, I am home, Larry R. Hey, Nicole, why not go home and take care of your daughter, please? I'm home. I work from home. Larry, you go home. How about that? I, I, I'm, I, I, I don't get it. Um, all right. Here's the Marsh family song, because I can play it here. <laughs> wow. 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 The UK reporter has to struggle to get by. It takes time to find a story or a scoop to catch the eye. You can build up lots of sources and investigate the facts. Or just find some dumbass minister and publish their WhatsApps. Is it in the public interest that she stabbed him in the back? Is it in the public interest that she made a massive sack? She decided on disclosure and a full frontal attack. Got an ethical crusader, but a petty two-bit hat. Got an ethical crusader, but a petty two-bit hat. There are journalistic battles and there's lots of muck to rake. There are many major outlets, opportunities to take. There's a thousand great examples from Iraq to Watergate. But there's little that is epic 
when a rat sits acts a snake. You don't want to see the outcome when the flea jumps off the hog. Oh. Or the maggot eats the vulture, or the tick falls off the dog. It's a pretty sad indictment of our media pork. It's like watching a hyena with a leopard on its back. Except a leopard's kind of graceful, not an egomaniac. Can't feel sorry for the spider when the male becomes the prey. If I saw them in the bathroom, I would flush them both away. We <laughs> the Marsh family. Not an ethical crusader, but a te- petty two-bit hack. I love that they're raising their kids to be good humans, to be ethical human beings and good citizens. Uh, so there's a little peek into UK politics, <laughs> such as it is. All right. Now, the other story. So, as we know... Um, Because I've talked about it a bit, as I started to say before, we don't watch Fox. I know if you if you listen to this show, chances are you're not a Fox viewer. I'm not a Fox viewer, but there are times when it's important to know what they're doing over there. So as we told you, for I guess part of his blackmail or the or the bounty he paid to become speaker, uh, Kevin McCarthy for whatever reason, gave Tucker Carlson exclusive access to 40,000-plus hours of surveillance video from January 6th from the Capitol. Um, Tucker Carlson only. Nobody else, no other journalists, although they've all asked for it. Tucker Carlson. And I told you, and not only me, we all told you, that what he was going to do was selectively edit it to make it seem like there's no, this was no insurrection. This was a day, a tourist day at the Capitol. And that's exactly what he did. So I got to share this video with you. Um, and yeah, I will, I will, uh, it's like a six or seven minute segment. I normally wouldn't do this, but I think it's important that we talk about, um, you know, <laughs> the elephant in the room, as it were. So with no further ado, let's, uh, uh, I'm sorry to do this to you, but we have to. Um, let's bring in Tucker Carlson so you can see the travesty that he, um, the lies, the, the way he just gaslights his audience. This was on his show last night, and apparently there's more coming tonight. Lovely. But again, it's a public service because I know you're not going to go there and watch it. I certainly wouldn't. So this is how he started last night. And yes, 
I will have running commentary throughout the whole thing. The images you'll see were recorded 26 months ago today on January yeah. 6, 2021. Okay. Yeah. Until now, politicians have kept this tape hidden from the public. There is no legitimate justification for that, and there never has been. <laughs> on January 6, two years ago, okay. thousands of protesters walked from a Trump rally on the ellipse outside the White House to the U.S. Capitol, where the certification of the presidential election was underway. The protesters were angry. They believed that the election they had just voted in yeah. had been unfairly conducted. Okay. They were right. In retrospect, <laughs> no, it is clear the 2020 election was a grave betrayal of American democracy. No. Given the facts that have since emerged no. about that election, Lies. no honest person can deny it. Oh, my God. Yet the beneficiaries of that election continue to lie about what is now obvious. The real crime, they will tell you again and again, is not what happened on Election Day 2020. The real crime is what happened two months later on January 6th when Donald Trump led an insurrection against the duly elected American government. Yeah. To prove that claim and to divert attention from the details of the presidential election itself, Democrats in Congress impaneled what they called the House Select Committee on the January 6th attack. Yeah, it was. The point of that committee was to prevent Donald Trump from running for president again. Bullshit. No. In December that, of last year, committee members voted unanimously to refer Trump to the the point of that committee was to get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th. It was an insurrection despite this lying piece of shit. But OK, keep going, fucker. Department of Justice for criminal prosecution. Mission accomplished. But what the committee did not do was explain what happened inside the Capitol on January 6th. Bullshit. Three weeks ago, thanks to the new Republican Speaker's Office, we gained access to thousands of hours of surveillance video that yeah. helped answer that question. Yeah. The January 6th committee had access to this very same tape and yeah, watched much of it. And they showed but much of it. But as we're about to show you, committee members lied about what they saw. Bullshit. And then hid the evidence from the public, as well as from January 6th criminal. Boy, that's rich, coming from a, a, a noted liar. Somebody whose texts we've seen that prove that he lies to his listeners on a nightly basis. But you you do you, Tucker. Defendants and their lawyers. That is unforgivable. <laughs> Whatever you think of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he rectified that crime. And we're grateful that he did. Oh, come on. Before we show you the tape, a few yeah. words on the process. Yeah. Our producers had unfettered access to the yeah. Capitol surveillance Only. video. Neither Only. the Speaker's office They're nor the bosses at Fox News interfered nobody, in nobody else had access just fucker carlson and his minions so hours of tape most of it turned out to be irrelevant that's right. static shots of empty yeah. rooms in right. some cases far from the capitol itself okay to find relevant videotape our producers were given use of capital computers with advanced mapping why? software that made it easy to find what why? we were looking for why them why just tucker carlson and his producers from an avowed lying not news channel. Why them? Oh, because Kevin McCarthy promised. I get it. Okay. Um, this whole part's just bullshit, but I want you to hear his setup. And he's making, building it up. We're going to show you proof that they lied. Wait till you see this video. There's nothing there. Nothing there. What we didn't have was access to facial recognition software. Okay, all right. Was all right. I'm going to move ahead to get to the actual video part because this is infuriating. Okay. Could not solve. Among them, unfortunately, is the shooting of oh, Ashley Babbitt. This is precious. From the evidence we have, the publicly available evidence, yeah. it seems clear that Babbitt was murdered by a Capitol Hill police officer called Bullshit. Michael Bird. Yeah, what? Ashley what? Babbitt was unarmed. She was shorter in stature than average. She posed no conceivable threat to anyone. 
she was going through a window that had been broken in the doorway leading into the chambers of the House of Representatives, if I remember correctly. They were outside the chambers. They broke through the door. She was crawling through the broken glass in the doorway, in the window opening, and they were pushing her through as the crowd was surging behind her. That's not murder. That is a Capitol Police officer doing his job protecting the members of Congress. This guy is a fucking liar. Keep it up, Tucker. What's next? But beyond that, we can only speculate about what happened. There were no security <laughs> cameras near the speaker's lobby we where actually Gabbard was killed. We saw We saw And one more thing. Hold on. By God, this man just lies. He blatantly, openly lies to his viewers, to his listeners, to his viewers. We saw the video. We saw her going through the broken glass window in the door. And the cop had to shoot her. He had no choice. He was protecting our Congress from these insurrectionists. What the hell kind of drugs is he taking? It was murder and there's no video of it? Bullshit. Wow. Virtually no one in Washington, Republican or Democrat, certainly not in the news media, wanted to see this tape released tonight. That's why it's remained hidden because for more than Because we knew you were going to lie. In recent weeks, the usual hyenas in Congress and on cable news have been howling about we are putting lives at risk by showing this tape to the public. Yeah. Given that these are the very same people who support open borders and defunding the police, it is hard to take their complaints seriously. But we do take security <laughs> It's hard seriously. to take you seriously. So before airing any of this video, we checked first with the Capitol Police. No, you didn't. We're happy to say their reservations were minor, and for oh the most God. part, they were reasonable. Okay, he's lying again. Let me take a little time out and read this to you. The chief of the U.S. Capitol Police sent an internal email yesterday to his officers with a viciously sharp response to Tucker Carlson's show last night, blasting his offensive and misleading commentary as outrageous and false. In fact, the chief's name is uh, uh, Thomas Manger, M-A-N-G-E-R. And I happen to have a copy of his email. Here's what how it reads. Last, This is all quote, direct quote from the chief of the Capitol Police. Last night, an opinion program aired commentary that was filled with offensive and misleading conclusions about the January 6th attack. The opinion program never reached out to the department to provide accurate context. He just lied to you again. He said he did, and they they had no problem. Bullshit. Bullshit. Back to the, the email. One false allegation is that our officers helped the rioters and acted as tour guides. This is outrageous and false. The department stands by the officers in the video that was shown last night. I don't have to remind you how outnumbered our officers were on January 6th. Those officers did their best to use de-escalation tactics to try to talk to rioters into getting each other to leave the building. The program conveniently cherry-picked from the calmer moments of our 41,000 hours of video. The commentary fails to provide context about the chaos and violence that happened before or during these less tense moments. 
Finally, the most disturbing accusation from last night was that our late friend and colleague, Brian Sicknick's death, had nothing to do with his heroic actions on January 6th. The department maintains, as anyone with common sense would, that had Officer Sicknick not fought valiantly for hours on the day he was violently assaulted, Officer Sicknick would not have died the next day. As some people select from 41,000 hours of video clips that seemingly support the narrative they want to push, those of you who were here on January 6th, those of you who were in the fight, those of you who ensured that no member of Congress was hurt, those of you who contributed to the effort to allow the country's legislative process to continue know firsthand what actually happened. You fought like hell on January 6th and risked your lives to protect the Constitution and everything this country stands for. You, along with our law enforcement partners, saved every member of Congress and their staff. TV commentary will not record the truth for our history books. The justice system will. The truth and justice are on our side. That is the is the email from the chief of the Capitol Police to his members, to his troops, as they were. They're not troops, to his force. And everything Tucker Carlson says here, I should just keep calling him a fucker because he is one. Everything he's saying here is a lie. This is all bullshit. It's just bullshit. But I'm playing it for you so you can hear and see how they blatantly lie. To their viewers, they hold their their followers in such contempt. And why people listen to this crap, this dreck, these lies, I have no idea. Okay, now that you got the background, you have the facts, let's get back to the lies. All right, fucker, you're on again. In the end, the only change that we made was in blurring the details of a single interior door in the Capitol building. You're unlikely even to notice it when we show you, and we are confident it does not affect our reporting. <laughs> oh, shut With that, up. here's the video. Okay, here's it the video. Doesn't answer every question from January 6th. Far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt that Democrats in Congress, yeah. assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, <laughs> lied about what happened that day. Okay. They are liars. That oh, is conclusive. Oh, that's precious. He's calling other people liars. Now, just so you know, they boiled 41,000 hours of video. Down to two minutes. And this, he tells you, will debunk everything the January 6th committee uncovered and showed you so you can just believe these lies. This cherry-picked video. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. (laughs) Look in the mirror, fucker. We're going to begin tonight with footage that shows you what was actually happening inside the Capitol. tell us. The footage does not show an insurrection or a riot (laughs) in progress. Instead, it shows Mm -hmm. police escorting protesters through the building, including the now infamous QAnon shaman. Watch. (laughs) I see people breaking a window. Of January 6th. I see them breaking glass. I see They're an familiar insurrection. because they've been playing on a loop on every media outlet oh, in America. I see. This for the is what we've seen years. already. I got there's it. a reason for that. So this but is he saying this didn't happen? Quite a bit of video you haven't seen, and that video tells a very different story about what happened on January sixth. More than forty thousand hours of surveillance footage yeah. from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public, 
And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Really? Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. Because, fact, there were, because there were moments in which these people who were breaking and entering the Capitol was closed on that day. None of these people were legally inside. So right now, the picture that you're looking at on the screen, screen of just people milling about inside the Capitol, they're breaking the law. They were not supposed to be there that day. They broke their way in. That alone is a crime. But do tell, Tucker, you keep going. Demolishes that claim. No, it doesn't. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. Because they're because they're showing people standing for seconds at a time without fighting. Oh, there's proof for you. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled how the public understood that. Day. This is all you needed they to see. They could lie about what happened, and they you didn't would never lie. know the You're difference. You're the liar. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington. Oh Our my office God. wants to ensure that there was shock and all that we could charge as many people as possible. The first thing you notice from viewing the full video record of January 6th is just how many people entered the Capitol building that yep, day. Yeah, a lot. Hundreds and hundreds Illegally. of people, possibly Illegally. thousands, over the course of about two hours. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. They've yeah. seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. They didn't belong in the Capitol. Those people he's showing there rifling through somebody's desk had no business being there. They were there illegally. Does he not grok that? He does. As we've learned, he knows he lies to you on a nightly basis, but he doesn't give a shit because he thinks you're that stupid. Actionists. They were sightseers. <laughs> Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard oh, yeah. about January 6th. Because people Protesters walked. queue up in neat little lines. They give each other <laughs> tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. Oh, They're not destroying God. the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. Oh, please. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. Oh. They believe in the system. Oh, please. That's the, that's the video. That's the video? That's his proof that nothing, nothing untoward happened. It was a typical tourist day at the Capitol. Bullshit. 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 Um, uh, this whole thing is such a fabrication. It, it just boggles the mind that anybody could buy this crap, could watch this idiot on television and think, yeah, that's where I get my news. It's not news. They make shit up. Your original source for fake news. Fox News. We make shit up. I mean, seriously, what more do you need? This, I'm I'm dumbfounded. And apparently he's got more tonight. Does he really think... That showing there were actually some people walking around that weren't breaking windows. This is so offensive. Yes, it's really highly offensive. Um, The fact that he's showing people inside the Capitol as the building was closed to the public. 
That's proof of a crime right there. That's all you need. And yet this idiot is making excuses for them. And then Donald Trump goes on his (laughs) Orwellian truth social and says, that's it. It's proof. Nothing happened. They're all lying. And you need to free all the January 6th prisoners. I, 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 my head is exploding with, I just, I, I, it blows my mind, blows my mind that this go, that that's the most watched show in, on so-called cable news. I, 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 it's not news. You know that it's not news, but the fact that he does this now, Something else that should give you pause. The rest of the Fox, not talking about Tucker's big scoop. They're not talking about it because it's bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) Everything. How can he? I, I feel like I need to pull out the text messages that are in the Dominion filing, except I don't have them handy to share with you. It's this is that what Donald Trump said, and I got to find that clip. What you're hearing and what you're seeing is not what's happening. That is a direct quote from Donald Trump, basically saying, who are you going to trust me or your lion eyes? And for some reason, these idiots trust that. What 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 does it take to get through to these people? I, 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 I just, I, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. It's like, you know, here in Florida, this, the session, not, not a special session, the actual legislative session, 60 days, it goes for 60 days, uh, for two months here in Florida began today. I'm almost afraid to tell you some of the things my, my inbox has been inundated today with um uh with with emails from the florida democratic party by the way they had elections last week and elected a new chair we got rid of manny diaz and the new chair of the florida democratic party is nikki freed the 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 woman who was the ag commissioner who um then ran for governor, lost the primary to Charlie Crist, who lost the election to moron death sentence. So Nikki Freed is there, but the Florida Democratic Party is is just bombarding me <clears throat> with emails today. Let's see. Um, here's one. Watch Florida Democratic Party chair Nikki Freed encourages Florida Democratic legislators to fight back against Republican extremism as the legislative session starts. Okay. Um Here's another one. Um, oh, you know what? The, uh, let's see. Now, now, I'm, now I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling because I get a zillion emails each day. Um, it's one thing after another. There, there. Uh, Florida, Florida Republican lawmakers file bills to ban abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. Here's another one. Florida Democratic Party. DeSantis's permitless carry push is dangerous for Florida. Yes, he wants permitless carry where you don't need to get 
uh, a permit. You don't need to have any training. You don't need a license to get a gun. Everybody gets a gun and you can carry it wherever you want. Here's another one. Uh, uh, here, Florida Democratic Party statement on Florida introducing more extreme abortion ban. Yeah, because that's what we need here. Here's another one. Oh, that's about the abortion ban. Hi, who's this? Hello? Somebody who just called in from the 818 area code. Who's this? Hello? Oh, this is Nancy with Faith on Florida. Oh, Nancy. Oh, 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 hi. Hi, Nancy. Sorry about that. Were you not able to get in on the uh, on the Zoom? It says that the link is like the something's wrong here with the link oh. and it doesn't let me log in. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. I'm glad I gave you the phone number then. All right. So um, <laughs> let me switch gears here. So I've been ranting about what's well, I've been ranting about a lot of things today, but um, <laughs> I've been ranting about what's happened today. The first day of the Florida legislative session. And um, so I can let listeners know who's with us. Um, Nancy Palacios is on the line. You're the um, deputy director of an organization called Faith in Florida, yes? Yes, that's correct. Right. And and at Faith in Florida is, I'm reading from your um, your literature, literature, is a statewide, multicultural, multi-faith, nonpartisan organization that looks to build power and a beloved community. I'm guessing you are all people of faith. You're, you're people who have religion and, you know, live by the teachings, I guess, of Jesus and other religious leaders who encourage you to do good in the world, right? That's correct. And uh, we are multi-faith, so we work with communities in the Christian faith, Jewish, Muslim, and also people who may not practice any faith who just want to do good in the world. Awesome. See, now, uh, that, that's me. Uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm of Jewish um, uh, heritage, but I'm an atheist. And I believe in, I believe the teachings of Jesus, unlike so many of today's, um, uh, uh, you know, religious warriors who, 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 who claim to be people of God and supporters of Jesus, but they don't necessarily follow his teachings. I believe in treating others as you'd want to be treated. I believe in taking care of the people who need help among us and things like that. Um, what, what I'm surprised about is, is the disconnect in, what we, in our society over the last, say, six years or so, where the evangelical community was so strongly in support of a of an authoritarian regime that they came out in such strong support of Donald Trump and those policies that are being pushed by this Republican Party. Um, how do you at Faith in Florida deal with that disconnect where people, I think, are taking your religion or your your religious beliefs in vain? Yeah, so you know that that's true. The the history of the voting population um, has sided more towards one party over the other. Uh, luckily, you know, within the communities that we organize and within Faith in Florida, we focus on the different issues and really raising and putting a face to who's affected by all the policy changes that are being either promoted or passed. And I think also calling a moral voice and to what we're supposed to be doing and what our faith actually calls us to do. And you know, and many times whenever we have faith leaders or people of faith who are not maybe aligning with 
what our faith is calling us to do, which is looking out for each other and loving our neighbor, um, it's because maybe they're they're not really in sync with the pain that is happening in their community because a lot of the times what we have seen over these last six years, just to reference what you said, is uh-huh. that a lot of the laws and bills that have passed have really affected people in these congregations. I think yeah. if we got more in tune with with our, our folks, then we would have a different perspective and maybe we'd talk about um, those in, in office and, and people in, elected for office in a much different way to hold them accountable. Right. I think so, too. So, you know, I got a I got an email pitching you as a guest and normally, you know, religion is not my thing. But but I was intrigued by the pitch, because what, what it says is Governor Ron DeSantis just released a new proposal to prevent immigrants access to health care and education and criminalized any Floridian who transports or provides shelter to a broad category of immigrants. Jesus must be rolling right. over in his grave. Oh, I'm That's sorry. Right. He came That's back. Right. However it works. This, this goes directly against his teachings, doesn't it? It really does. And I think that a lot of the folks who are in office uh, probably practice some faith tradition um, in, in our state, right? And so if, if depending on what book you practice your faith out of, I think we're all called to protect our neighbor, look out for each other, um, not create laws that are further going to criminalize our people. And it really will affect um, faith communities who many times are being called to live up to their values in service and providing shelter and support for other uh, people in their community without asking them if what their immigration status is, you know, and right. um, it's really put us all at risk, not just those who are undocumented, especially the bill around like um, harboring and protecting and transporting immigrants. That's clergy, right? Like clergy, we take them, we take them to services. We, you know, we, we transport people. We don't ask them for their status. No. And the thing is, he, he, he they want to, prevent access to health care so somebody who came here to try to give their children a better life you know risked whatever traveling to get here came here uh, asked for asylum tried to follow the law which many of them do um to to ask mm-hmm. for asylum and go through the process desantis wants you to not if somebody's hurting if they need medical care, what, to let them die on the street? This, this, this proposal would criminalize, which I could be charged with a crime if I transport a, an a immigrant without papers to a doctor or provide shelter to an undocumented immigrant. I could go to jail for that. That's right. And Unfortunately, like I said, it's not just a person who may be undocumented, who, like you stated, may be someone who's in the process of adjusting their status. We know that the immigration system is broken, that it takes years before someone is able to actually go through their status, um, even through the correct um, pathway, right? It takes years because I've lived it. I know family and friends who have lived it. And in this process of waiting, they're undocumented, even if they're in line, as you may say. Right. And it could be, you know, it could be a, a U.S. citizen who's driving um, their parents, 
to the grocery store or driving them to church or a doctor's appointment. You know, it could be a, a soccer mom who's given a ride to um, their, their child's friend, um, and they're not going to ask the child if they're undocumented. So it's really putting citizens in this, like, ICE agent position. Otherwise, you will get criminalized. Right. Um, the health aspect of it, we're still in a pandemic, whether maybe it's less likely that that you'll get, you know, sick now. People are already... But not necessarily. My, my daughter just tested positive for COVID. So it's still happening. Imagine that. Right? Yeah, people... Imagine you, that. Right? And, and they yeah, don't and want to provide so help. People are getting discouraged. Yeah, people are going to be discouraged from going to see the doctor themselves, to take their children, their U.S. citizen children or family members to the doctor because of this question that you may ask. First of all, I think that violates privacy laws of asking someone's personal information like that. Right. And that should not be a reason um, that we should even be asking people's status because when doctors take an oath, they take an oath to serve every person. Right. Now, and now, what you're asking right. To only serve people who are citizens. Right. And Nancy, what's happening on, on so many levels right now, doctors are afraid to to practice medicine for fear of being mm-hmm. prosecuted. There are women who have dead fetuses in their uterus and the doctors can't do a DNC to, re- to remove the dead fetus for fear of spending the rest of their life in jail because these crazy people want to prosecute them. Um, look, whatever your religion is, more power to you. But that doesn't give you the right to push your beliefs on me. Let me tell you, you know, Judaism believes in the health of the mother above all else. In fact... And, and I'm the wrong person to speak about the tenets of Judaism because, like I said, I'm an atheist. I'm a bad Jew. But I am Jewish by heritage and tradition. And what I do know is in the Jewish religion, you don't even decorate the nursery before you bring the child home. It, it, it's not a baby until it's born. And the one issue of concern is the health of the mother. And if the, there's ever a question uh, between a distressed fetus and the health of the mother, it's always the health of the mother. The, the fetus is not a baby, is not a human being until it is born. And for these, you know, people who are Christian, when it is convenient for them to dare to put their values on me and everybody else is just wrong. And I'm one, uh, the, the, honestly, that was what intrigued me about speaking with you or somebody from the Faith in Florida organization they're at faithinflorida.org you are religious people doesn't that it would make me really angry how dare they speak for me and put their beliefs on everybody else what what does that do to you yeah and so you know part of this package that the governor tries to is trying to get passed uh for anti-immigrant policies it's really going to take away the religious freedom of many people, but also the freedoms of folks who maybe just want to operate around their beliefs that you should help each other and that you can help your neighbor. And now they're making you have to be um, ICE agents, right? Because you're going to have to ask anyone that you put in your car, whether you're a citizen or not, which shouldn't be like the immigration problem is a federal problem that we can agree that needs to get fixed. 
that people who have been here 20, 30 years don't have a pathway to, to fix it. And so if the state is going to play a role in addressing the immigration problem, it should be on how do we make sure that while immigrants are adding to our economy millions and billions of dollars with taxpayer dollars that they don't get back, how do we make sure that they can drive safely on our roads by providing driver's licenses to them? They can take tests yep. and pass driver's tests and be a part of our community in a much safer way. How can we make sure that people have access to health care? How can we make sure that people are protected and not criminalized for simply looking out for each other? That is what the state should be doing, not playing a federal role that does not apply. But we have to remember, this governor has political aspirations to run for president. So he's positioning himself, and unfortunately, immigrant families are being scapegoated again for political aspirations. It, it's it's sickening. And again, this is the governor who thought it was funny to take a group of migrants who just arrived here um, and bring them up to Martha's Vineyard because he thought, ooh, that'll own the libs. Well, it turns out the people in Martha's Vineyard were wonderful and did everything they could to help these people who were pawns in DeSantis's sick, twisted game. And now... Because he broke the law to do that, there is money, in the, I guess, in the budget, for whatever reason, to move migrants from the state elsewhere because we can't have those foreigners here. Um, and so he had the law changed so he can use it to take people from other states and transport them to places where he thinks they won't be wanted. The whole thing is cruel and sick, and how can anybody— who thinks they are a child of God, who, who preaches the gospel, whatever their religion might be, how can, how can that be reconciled? That's my big question. People who wear their religion on their sleeves claim that I'm a, I'm a Christian or I'm a, well, it's mostly Christians, sorry, who do this. How can they, how can they reconcile that? So I think it's really a, a time, right, and a, a call to action for everyone who is a faith leader or a person of faith, whether you believe it or whether you, you know, you practice it or not, to really stand bold for your neighbors in this moment and for those around you, because you're really being put in a position where you could be at risk and be criminalized. And whether um, whether it passes or how, how horrible the bill ends up, ends up being by a session continues, I think it's really going to take all of us to protect each other and making sure that this type of behavior is, is, you know, unnecessary, it's not accepted, and it does not align with who this state can be and has been for immigrants in the past. Right. And what the country promises many people, which is why we come here to begin with. I gotcha. Nancy Palacios, she is Florida's Deputy Director of Faith in Florida. They are at faithinflorida.org. I really appreciate you standing up and speaking out. I wish more people of faith would do that because not enough do. We will will make sure that we continue to organize our faith leaders to be bold and stand up for immigrant families and any, any type of policy that limits um, the thriving of our community. Thank you for having me today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, you know, 
I think Nancy didn't want to answer my questions. She was stuck on the immigration thing, and I get it. That's her issue. And Ron DeSantis is cruel. All Republicans of today's ilk, Republican ilk, are cruel. They're mean. They're unfeeling. And the weird thing is, the opposite worldness of it is they claim to be good Christians. How can you be a good Christian when you don't follow the teachings of Christ? God damn it. I'm Jewish and I'm a better Christian than the majority of these assholes who walk around going, I'm a good Christian. You're a hypocrite. You're mean. You're nasty. You're ugly. You're brutal. You hate people. How about spreading love? Isn't that what Jesus taught? My God. (laughs) It is opposite world. Does it make sense to you now what I'm talking about when I'm constantly talking about opposite world? It's opposite world. Everything you thought you knew, you never knew at all. Sideways is straight ahead. Facts no longer matter. Reality is now fiction. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, opposite world. And I'll tell you something. Any preacher who gets up on their pulpit and preaches this hate and bigotry and discrimination needs to be needs to be defrocked in in the most militant fashion i'm sorry churchgoers hold your church community to the standards that you that your bible or your book of god or whatever it is that you read and and worship that it teaches follow what you preach live it or shut the fuck up did i make myself clear good tomorrow we're going to celebrate the international day of the woman cuz it is women's history month I will have the streaming, the video streaming issues fixed by tomorrow. I got a response from the Wirecast people. So that's my next job. Oh, God. Some days, some days are harder than others. But how does the saying go? The show must go on. Oh, before I go, I got to tell you something. After this, you need a laugh. If you have Hulu... I have an answer for you. And if you don't have Hulu, sign up and get a free trial because they started streaming a new show last night, maybe Monday, but whatever. It, oh, last night, Monday, duh. History of the World Part 2. Now, if you are a Mel Brooks fan, and come on, if you're not, what's wrong with you? Um, Mel Brooks, many years ago, uh, it, it, it had a movie called History of the World Part 1. And it was uneven, but it's a, you know, comedy sketches strung together. Some were funny, some not. Well, it's been resurrected. Mel Brooks is involved. Not as highly involved, but is involved. His name is on it, and it is Mel Brooks all the way. You must watch it. It is stupid. It is silly. It's ridiculous. And parts of it are just roll on the floor, hysterically fucking funny. In episode two, we saw the first two episodes. In episode two, Adolf Hitler is ice skating in the Olympics. I'm telling you, you have to watch it. It 
I'm laughing just thinking about it. So if this got you, your blood pressure raised, pissed you off because it pissed me off, go watch. It's on Hulu, History of the World Part 2. Again, some of them, some of the skits are really just stupid. But some of them are so stupid, they're hysterical. It's all stupid. It's all silly. It's all hysterical. So go have fun. And I'm not talking about the movie. It's a new show. It's episodes. History of the World Part 2. I promise you, you will laugh. There are parts that may make you nauseous, one scene especially, but go watch it. I promise you, it'll, it's the perfect antidote to this hour, okay? With that, I want to hear, I want to see some of your comments tomorrow. I'm gonna, there's going to be a quiz tomorrow on History of the World Part 2 because history matters. <laughs> All right. With that, I'm done. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. I'll leave you with the news. I'm sorry for the problems. I'm sorry for my pissiness today. I got to go call my kid because she's COVID. My God. All right. Um, Thanks, everyone. Bye. It's time for Nicole Sandler. What's news from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. President Biden marked the 58th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. No, wrong one. Again, you know, again, I, 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 yeah, I'm not ready. For, uh, just, it's, it's one of those days. Let me get the correct, the correct uh, what's news episode for you. It's just a click away. It's just a click away, click away, click away. Whoops, I got to stop you. And now we'll do this. Take two. It's time for Nicole Sandler. What's news from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. The Biden administration is considering resuming detentions of migrant families who cross the border illegally, hoping to gain asylum here. The New York Times is reporting that President Biden halted the policy as he sought more humane alternatives to the Trump era policy. Instead of detaining families, they'd been releasing them provisionally and keeping track of them with ankle bracelets and traceable cell phones. But the number of migrants fleeing violence and financial crises in other countries continues rising, intensifying pressure on Biden to clamp down on the southern border. And now officials are bracing for a potential new wave when Title 42, the COVID prevention policy of sending back asylum seekers, ends on May 11th. Either way, that's not a good situation. Meanwhile, railroad giant Norfolk Southern on Monday announced that it will increase the use of sensors along railroad tracks to detect overheated bearings and other potentially dangerous problems following a lot of derailments, most notably the one that released toxic chemicals in Ohio near the Pennsylvania border last month. The rail operator said it anticipates adding approximately 200 of these hot bearing detectors to its network, with the first one installed on the western approach to East Palestine, the Ohio town where that fiery accident occurred. The Biden administration and Congress are exploring other proposals to increase rail safety. Investigators said the crew on the train got a warning from a hot bearing detector shortly before the derailment, but didn't have time to react? Well, that's interesting because other reports I've read said that workers were told to ignore such warnings. I guess that's what we'll find out when the lawsuits begin going to court. So you think the American right wing is headed for fascism? And it is. But have you seen what's going on in Israel? Benjamin Netanyahu has been back in power as prime minister for just a few months, but already 
Things are getting really ugly over there. Hundreds of Israeli soldiers in the military reserves, including elite fighter pilots, have signed letters expressing their reluctance to perform non-essential duties or have dropped out of training missions in a sign of escalating opposition to Netanyahu's judicial reform plans. Yes, Netanyahu's new hardline conservative government has proposed controversial measures that include sharply limiting the Israeli Supreme Court's authority to overturn laws. Critics say that the judicial overhaul the government's pushing through parliament will undermine Israel's democracy. A third of Israelis fear that the crisis could erupt into a civil war. The government has downplayed the reservist objections and called it whining by privileged elites. Sounds like Netanyahu's getting some advice from his old orange friend in the U.S. Just saying. An update and a correction on the Walgreens story that had me so crazy for the last few days. Walgreens issued a statement last week that said it would not dispense the abortion pill, Mifepristone, in 20 states, including some where abortion remains legal. But on Monday, obviously hearing the criticism, Walgreens rolled it back a little bit. They said they would provide the medication in any jurisdiction where it is legal. Well, that's better, but still not good enough. Enter California Governor Gavin Newsom. He tweeted on Monday that California would not conduct business with, quote, any company that cowers to the extremists and puts women's lives at risk. And that means Walgreens, who has said that they wouldn't distribute abortion pills in some Republican-controlled states. Spring is on the way, but it's not happening soon enough for many especially those out west. Back-to-back winter storms over the past week or two have overwhelmed several mountain communities in California, leaving residents trapped behind giant walls of snow and concerned that they're going to run out of supplies. The Sierra Nevadas could also see up to three more inches of snow on Tuesday alone, following a weekend that brought as much as 38 inches of snow over a 24-hour period to some areas. In fact, in recent days, the snowfall prompted Yosemite National Park to close indefinitely and has buried cars under snow piles that have towered in some places as high as second-story windows. Meanwhile, the Climate Prediction Center is calling for below-average temperatures for much of the rest of the country this week, which could bring snow as far south as the southern Appalachians and into the mid-Atlantic region. This follows tons of amazing photos all over social media of snow in unlikely places, including Tucson, Arizona, and Southern California. But nah, there's no climate change. So Tucker Carlson, who hosts a primetime show on the Fox Not News channel and was given unprecedented access to more than 40,000 hours of Capitol surveillance video from January 6, 2021, access that no one else has, not any actual news organization and not members of Congress, at least no Democrats, have access to. And as expected, Carlson is selectively editing the video to fit his narrative. And he's gaslighting his viewers by claiming there was no insurrection. So as expected, Tucker Carlson aired some new footage on his show Monday from those tapes that show that one insurrectionist, the QAnon shaman, along with images of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, 
who died the day after the attack. It was the newly minted speaker, Kevin McCarthy, who gave the carnival barker the footage, despite virtually every other news organization having also requested access to the footage. McCarthy's office said it's still working out the process to make the footage, quote, more widely available. And that was the end of their comment. More widely available. It's not available except to Tucker Carlson and his staff. In what universe does that make sense? Separately, former Vice President Mike Pence has asked a judge to block a subpoena for his testimony related to January 6th, previously arguing it was, quote, unconstitutional and unprecedented. Right. This from the guy who thinks he could get elected president. Okay. So journalists staking out the Manhattan District Attorney's Office in recent days have noticed a flurry of probable witnesses entering the paper claiming this signals the latest sign that the prosecutors are in the final stages of their investigation. Mm-mm. On Monday, the Times noted the arrival of former White House counselor and longtime Donald Trump confidant, Hope Hicks, who they identified as at least the seventh witness to meet with prosecutors since the DA, Alvin Bragg, convened a grand jury in January to hear evidence. Kellyanne Conway was there last week testifying before the grand jury, as were two former Trump employees, two former executives from the National Enquirer who helped broker the hush money payments, as well as a lawyer for adult movie actress Stormy Daniels. The Bragg investigation is believed to be centered around Donald Trump's payments to Stormy Daniels and other women to keep them quiet as he ran for president. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I need your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that Donate button.